Coming to you from ACOG's annual scientific meeting in San Francisco, you're listening to ReachMD. And I'm Dr. Maureen Willihan, your host for today. Today, I'm talking to Dr. Michael Foley, who's chairman and program director in obstetrics and gynecology and professor at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Dr. Foley. Well, thank you, Maureen. It's a pleasure to be here. So how are you liking the ACOG meeting? Pretty exciting, it's hey? It's very exciting. There's so many people, so much activity, so much passion and energy. It's wonderful. And it's always good to be in San Francisco. Uh, what a great place to visit. I could use a little more sunshine today. It's a lovely place. <laughs> so you are one of the speakers today, and uh, you're going to be talking about an interesting topic, maybe not so typical for physicians, called Ancient Wisdom for Modern Medicine. Yes, Maureen, this is a little bit offbeat topic. It's not your typical medical uh, didactic session. What we're looking at is one of the most important things for all of us, and I think we all are looking at right now, is how do we find happiness or better how can happiness find us? And so my talk today is called Ancient Wisdom for Modern Medicine. It draws on my 50-year experience as a martial art teacher running a nonprofit organization in Arizona called the Center for Humane Living. I do a, a really eclectic kind of martial art program. We teach leadership. We use Zen stories. We talk about finding and developing relationships with self and others. We do things like crucial conversations and other leadership things that For help people us of all ages? All ages, from 3 to 84. Five, very important. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I've been able to do is just take this, all of this thinking and kind of translate it to bedside medicine since that's my other passion. Bring my two worlds together. Cool. So tell me how you do that a little bit. Well, you know what we've done is uh, over the last 20 some years, we've been teaching a, a, a program um, that directly speaks to how people communicate with each other. Uh, we talk about psychosocial conditioning. We talk about the contextual communication they have with each other, how we might develop relationships with ourselves and patients. And um, it's all martial arts, really, from our perspective. When you have the, the narrative of martial arts, you think of Bruce Lee or Jean-Claude Van Damme or, <laughs> or somebody like that. And what I'm really trying to think about is really the philosophical approach to how we take care of ourselves. And, and, and really what we focus on in our martial arts is three major centers that Tom Rath has actually talked about in some of his writing. And, and it's like, okay, what is about our work that is really meaningful? What's meaningful work? And then what about our work at, our life at work and our life at home where we have the most important and meaningful relationships? And what are we doing to embrace and enhance those relationships? And then thirdly, what about well-being? How do we take care of our, our sleep our eating to bring energy to ourselves and our activity and our exercise. And we all know that if we don't address those things, we're going to burn out quickly and really start to despise our careers as physicians. In fact, that really seemed to be a theme of the opening ceremony here at ACOG. Uh, the good fight was the topic of Dr. Graniai's lecture. And um, it really was start addressing that doctor within and find your peace and happiness and focus within. So I think what you're getting ready to present is going to be fantastic. You know, it's exactly that. It's fighting the good fight within. And, and I think it's, it's a sense of understanding and in, in being able to live in harmony. You know, so many people, Maureen, want to actually go out there and find life balance. And, and I look at them and I said, no, you really don't want life balance. Because if you look at balance in the dictionary, it's something to the effect of market variation across a fulcrum, utilizing significant amount of energy to a chain of an equilibrium, which you never quite get to. In other words, like a teeter-totter of life. And you're going from right. family to work and to play and to finances and to health. And, and you really don't get balanced. What I think we ought to pursue is harmony. 
And if you look up harmony in the dictionary, it's strumming multiple strings simultaneously to achieve a beautiful life chord. Perfect. Those five strings, such as career and professional growth, family, uh, both core and distant family, and personal, things that for you to sharpen your, your sword, so to speak, so you can go back out and live. Things that we do for the community and things we do spiritually. So those five strings require attention from us. And if even one or two of those strings are not tuned, the whole chord is sour. And that's where burnout comes from. It's very interesting. Excellent. And, you know, the listeners today will walk away from your talk and really feel empowered to know that they're getting some tools that bring that one chord that's out of tune back in and see how harmony and peace comes across all five of those. So I think that you're going to attract a very interesting crowd. You're going to attract the believers that already get it. Uh, I totally understand what you do, and I think you're right on. And then there's people that need you, and you're going to bring in a group of physicians that is searching for the answer, and you are going to provide that for those docs today, which probably is the most rewarding. It's, the, it's, it's what I have hoped to do. You know, it inspires me to do that. And you know the interesting thing about it is, is that uh, the way that we have as human beings over the centuries have learned are via stories. And for example, even if we're going to go to Congress and to try to change funding at Congress, we can give them all the data we want and lay it out in a beautiful with statistical significance. But it pales in comparison to a good story about a patient outcome. And we all know that. But, you know, stories are how we teach stories around the dinner table, stories around the campfire, stories at home. So what I hope to convey today is tell these stories from various different cultures that are there to perturb thinking and not necessarily tell you what to do, but tell you how and why. So I hope to focus on the why today rather than the what. So it's going to be, I want you to start thinking about what's out there for you and interpret these stories in a way that helps you grow and maybe even prioritize some of the things that you've kind of moved away from to be what you believe to be more important. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to Dr. Michael Foley, who is the chairman and program director for obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Arizona. And we're having a conversation about his talk today at the ACOG annual scientific meeting on uh, ancient wisdom for modern medicine. So tell me a little bit more, Dr. Foley, about uh, how the uh, training of the children, the, you know, the martial arts sort of got you involved in this ancient wisdom. You know, that's a great question, Maureen. It's, I started martial arts uh, when I was about seven years old. And uh, I did so because my brother was one of the first Navy SEALs. And he brought his little brother to the hand-to-hand combat section of the Navy SEALs right here in the Bay Area. <laughs> and interestingly, the teacher said, who's the little boy over in the corner? Why don't you come on the mat with the rest of the people? So I went on the floor with the Navy SEALs. They rotated off after their six weeks, and I stayed there for 50 more years. So I ended up learning and bringing this into my life as an an opportunity. I moved to Arizona, and I wanted to be able to bring this to my family. So we built a karate school right out of our home. Oh, cool. And uh, we started a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We actually teach for free. And so we have 11 martial arts schools in Phoenix metropolitan area now where the teachers do it under a pay-it-forward model to me. I teach them. I give them this gift. And after six or seven years when they make black belt, they got to go out and do the same thing by extending their skill sets to the community. So what they have been able to do with that is to take this message and move it across the entire area of Phoenix 
and now beyond into Pittsburgh and to San Diego and to Texas and other places we're beginning to move. And what we've been able to do is to inspire people to give back to the community under pay it forward model. Excellent. These teachers are taking these messages, these stories, these skill sets, uh, uh, a contemporary business work from Tom Rath, uh, strength-based leadership. Um, you know, learning to eat, sleep, move, all these things that are so contemporary and to tie together ancient wisdom to allow us the opportunity to kind of find ourselves uh, in a position where, where happiness has found us. And by doing so, then we feel great about giving back to the community. So we use martial arts as kind of the eclectic, foundational, physical activity that brings families in. It's kind of like a lure. <laughs> and people come in because they think they have this narrative about cool martial arts might be. And some of them are motivated by fear because I'm kind of afraid for my kids and I want to teach them martial arts. Or my, uh, what, we, what it turns into is now a family activity and activity that they can talk around and tell stories at the dinner table about the stories of peaceful existence, to understand the paradox of the martial arts, to understand how martial arts in and of itself is really a philosophy of living, not punching and kicking. Right. And I think that you probably have some great stories where you notice a kid who probably is a little rough around the edges that comes in, the parents frustrated, and you teach this philosophy. Now, the kid thinks they're going to come in and fight, uh, but really by the time you leave them, they've discovered how to find that peace within themselves instead of having to act out, which helps school, which helps parenting and home and overall life lessons. Boy, you're absolutely so right. I mean, that's really the motivator. When kids come out, we actually start them at three, as I mentioned earlier. And at three, they begin to learn things like their phone number, um, the address, what to say to strangers, what happens if they get lost at the movies or the store, and kind of normal survival skills, how to stand still when they speak. And, um, and then they move into the martial arts sector. And watching these kids, I have now several of them, they're in their late 20s when they started at three. And to watch how they come in, sometimes very rough around the edges. Sometimes the parents are very worried about their activity levels and, oh, they must be a hyperactive disorder. And I said, no, they're three. Um, and their activities then develop. And I can tell you, well, we have one that just graduated from the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs. We have three that uh, went to medical school. We have one that went to law school. We have successful professionals that are out there that are out there to give back to the community in a way that, interestingly, they've gone through so many tests and oral examinations and have become so comfortable speaking in front of folks that their interviews have gone so well at every aspect of their career progression. And they come back to me and say, Dr. Foley, you know, it was nothing like the black belt board exam that I had. Um, and I was able to speak to my strengths and define the role that I was going to take within the organization and how... Um, uh, I really don't have clear weaknesses. I just have lesser strengths, and this is how I think of it, and, and I focus on the positive. And so there's so many wonderful things that I see that just blossom. It's like planting these seeds and watching them grow flowers. And as I sit here and listen to you, I so realize the importance of why physicians can use all of these techniques in their day-to-day -day management of their practice, whether it's the difficult patient, whether it's a stressful surgery case, or just figuring out a diagnosis, or perhaps the end-of-life uh, part of their patient who is one in, someone they're very fond of. And so as we're talking today about uh, ancient wisdom and modern medicine, is there a place where uh, the listeners on ReachMD can come to your website and find this information? 
Yes, absolutely. And you're right. I think it's um, really hits home with the physician community. I can tell you the lecture that I'm giving today is one of the most uh, demanded lectures of my repertoire of lectures, and I've given it in China, in Italy, in Ireland, in England, all over the world, all over the United States, at many of the different uh, major presentations, such as Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine. Um, it's because everybody's hungry for this right now. Um, the I've written a couple of books on it. One of them is called uh, Ancient Wisdom for Life Fulfillment, Inspiring All People to Live Peaceful and Compassionate Lives. And where can they find that book? Um, you can find that book. Actually, go on to my website, which is centerforhumaneliving.org. Okay. So centerforhumaneliving.org, and I'll send you one okay. for free. Excellent. Um, so that's what we want to do is we're not about making profit. We're about making difference. Well, I think this is fantastic information, and today this information has been brought to you by ReachMD, which is a fabulous place for physicians and other experts to come listen to important topics. I'm your host, Dr. Maureen Wheelahan, and we're broadcasting from the ACOG Annual Scientific Meeting. It's an exciting meeting. We look forward to hearing Dr. Foley today. Thank you, for Dr. Foley, for talking to us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity, Maureen. It's my pleasure.